The ocean is more ancient than the mountains, and frightened with memories of the dreams of time. Welcome to St. Baxton. A Pump Cthulhu real play tabletop role playing experience starring Steph as Clara Carter, Mike as Nicholas Wally, Fred as Edward Worthington III, Ben as Max Anderson, and your game master, Veronica. Hey everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Welcome to St. Paxton. I am your Game Master, Veronica, and my pronouns are she, her. Hey folks, it's me, Ben. I play Max Anderson, and my pronouns are he, him. Hey everybody, it's Fred, and I play Edward Worthington III, and my pronouns are also he, him. Hey everyone, Mike Lane here, and I am playing Aaron Jefferson. My pronouns are he, him. And hello there, my name is Steph, I'm playing Cindy Jefferson, and my pronouns are she, her. I had a glance at my character sheet to remember my name first. (laughs) (laughs) I was Clara for so long. So the one that I'm always looking at is the OBS, so I have everyone's names under them, and that's very helpful for me. (laughs) Just Um, little sticky notes. (laughs) My monitor. I guess you could do that, yeah. Just low-tech it. Who's going to... Who's gonna stop yeah. you? Who's gonna know? Nobody can stop how, me. No. How, how, how would they know? How would they know? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> the, I just kind of said it, but <laughs> the one nice thing about teleworking, I can put all of my passwords up on my monitor and fuck <gasps> off. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> you say that now, but then you get hacked by a physical robber who then decides. I'm not going to take anything from his house. And then he gets into your bank account. Well, they already did. Shit. (laughs) And he takes all of your money. I don't know why this person is a he, because the thief on this show is Cindy. And I guess her pronouns are she, her too, right? They are. Yep. It's because she's Mm -hmm. stolen all of our hearts. Oh, shucks. (laughs) <laughs> so i suppose everyone wants to do a luck roll everyone will be entitled yeah. to a luck roll except for fred oh shit not with us last wait <laughs> what but don't i get it from the last last time i played no because you got one then you got to roll luck the last time you were here not I'm this confused. time <laughs> it's the same way you've been rolling luck Every it's a time. punishment. No, because I didn't get to roll luck last time after the second to and, last episode. And he's not muscular anymore, right? Oh no, I pooped my muscular. Yeah, you pooped the egg. That's the rules. You're gonna, you're gonna look in the toilet. And it's gonna be a big old dragon egg, but it's a turd. <laughs> Just a brown dragon egg. Oh man. Okay. So everyone except for Fred is eligible for a luck roll. And this luck roll is brought to you and is excluding Fred by these generous patrons. Let me know how it works out for you. Patrons, thanks so much for supporting us and for waiting for the finale of season three. I am recording this much closer to release than I did to recording. And so I'm going to start now and give all of the thanks to all of you amazing patrons. Thank you again so much for supporting us. It means the world to all of us. Uh, And these are are the people in alphabetical order as determined by Google Sheets. Alex Coral, Alexandra Krakowska, Allison Ravy, Amber Schmidt, Andrea, Angela Tracy, Ann Cockrell, Anthony Robin Stanley, R Meow, Baluie, Ben Apperson, Big DN Energy, Bill Siegler, Brad Brockway, Brad Mack, Brom, Campbell Richmond, Christopher Nitkin, Craig Hart, Dan Orlowitz, Dan Wheeler, Daniel Martin Garcia, Dave Hawk, Donnie Geralds, Ed Graham, Amelia Zuckerman, Emil, Aaron Still, Grant Gooding, <clears throat> Leo Walker, Head Vase, Hey, it's Hannah, 
is it supposed to look like that? Those are separate, guys. Those are separate. Hey, Hannah. Space. Is it supposed to look like that? It wasn't a question for Hannah. I don't want any. Please do not send me written letters. Please do not send me written letters. Uh, Jack Reedy. Jacques Yote. Jeff Ward. Jenna Floyd. Jennifer Gatlin. Jeremiah Tootle. John. John Schaefer. Jonah Eisenstock. Jonathan Kant. Johnny Scott. Yoreen Hattink. Julian Sepek. Kara. You know, I... Is it Kara or Kara? Let me know. I'm interested to know because I have a, a friend who would say it's Kara and then another who would say it's Kara. So let me know which one you prefer. Uh, Kevin Etfa, Kellyanne Catherine Copeland, Kenneth Crusa, Kieran Medley, Kyle Sherman, Landon Smith, Lillian, Lisa Slack, Martin Olt, Matthew Morris, Matthew Simone, Melissa S, Michael Urban, Michael Yoon, Mike B. Kelly, Mike B, Mike Weber, Molly M, Nell Wilson, Not the Brain, Ozymandias, Petarchus, Raul Rodriguez, Rick McRick, Robert Hayes, Russ Walker, Scott, Seamus Halford, Sean Dayus, Sean Leo, Sharon Grafton, Stephen Burnett, Stephen Powell, Stephen Summers, Taylor Beaver, Thomas Stanley, comma, the Nerdly King, TJ Ashley, Tobias Goltz, Travis Wilhelm, Veronica C.R., Washington Ramos, Vlad, Weird Girl, William Sitchatsky, Zypher. Hee-wee! That was a lot of names, and I appreciate every one of you. Thank you again for supporting us, and thank you so much for your patience and waiting for this finale. You are phenomenal. I'm going to send you back to the past now with past Veronica, past Fred, past Steph, past Ben, past Mike. It's a timey-wimey thing, I guess. Bye-bye. So, good news, bad news. Okay. really high, so, eh. But, you know, I got the, the high roll out of the way. <laughs> so, like, the other rolls will be good, right? Yeah. But you want your luck roll to be high so you can roll more, you get more points. Yeah. Oh, is it higher is better? Yes. Know. Oh, my God. <laughs> we know how to do this. <laughs> well, my luck was really high for a really long time, so I just kind of spaced it. <laughs> if you beat your luck roll, <laughs> then you get to roll the higher. Yes. So good news. I was luckier than I thought. <laughs> uh, I maxed okay. my luck out. So damn. Okay. Wow. Well, I um, also rolled high. So let's hope that was the high roll of the evening, and I'm up to fifty-eight now. All right. I didn't get to roll. Oh no! Did you want to just throw one out to see what it would have been? Yeah, yeah. Would, yeah. Will that make you feel better or worse? Both. Seventy-four, okay. which would be over my luck of sixty-seven currently. That mm. means, mm. and then with my lucky feet, oh man, man, too bad, so sad. Mm. But do give yourself two luck points so you can have sixty-nine luck. Yeah, there you go. That is nice. Nice. I'll take it. You still have yes. more luck than me, so it's okay. <laughs> You're doing great. It's going to be fine, it's everyone. Fine. Come on. Uh, Everything's Cindy fine. doesn't need luck. She makes her own luck. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Excuse me, how? I don't know. Does she make she her own <laughs> she bring, I love it She brings in specific... <laughs> High dollar patrons, she, and then that's how you make your own luck. If they, if yes. a patron specifically cites someone as I want them to have mm-hmm. luck, it's oh. it's not official. Oh. That is not a real idea. <gasps> I literally just it just lightning struck my brain. That isn't that is not a real idea. Wait, is this like a donation sub campaign where like they could pay to <laughs> do horrible things to us? <laughs> or Next good season. things? It's like we'll the we'll workshop. Games. There's nothing yeah, official there's here. I just want this to be. We're streaming right now. This is out there. This is yeah. nothing mm-hmm. official. This is just literally an idea I had. So if this doesn't happen, it's literally a brilliant idea that idea that you had. It's 
Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I'm, yes. I'm Venmoing V $100 right now so I can absorb Max. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't donate mm-hmm. our own money. Oh. Weird. <sighs> and our families can't do it either. Oh. All right. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, we're playing by McDonald's Monopoly rules. That's okay? right. That's right. <laughs> Oh, I guess you could, like, just do that, like, $1, like, hey, sponsor Ben or Fred or whatever. Like, like start a campaign that'd be cool, for right? your own luck points. I'll get a full body cam and get, like, one of those uh, NASCAR jumpsuits, and then just, you can sponsor me, and I'll put your name on, on my jumpsuit oh. and a logo. Yeah. Nice. I don't, I don't hate this idea. I, I <laughs> Hello, my name is Ted. I am not Fred. I would Fred. like to donate. <laughs> I love Italian Fred, a.k.a. Ted. It's a spicy meatball. I'm Chris Pratt. I love that Kaylin mentions the Monopoly rules, including the robber baron who owns all the winning pieces. Um, If you have not watched um, the documentary about the goddamn uh, scam that is the McDonald's um, Monopoly game. No. Oh, my God. I'll find the link for you. I'm sure sure there's some nasty shit, but yeah. Oh, it's very good. Um, Basically, this one dude chooses all of the winners forever and the day that the fbi decides to like come out and be like we got you you have been scamming the mcdonald's monopoly <laughs> game for 10 fucking years this is gonna be front page news 9 11 2001 oh my god <laughs> gets buried mcdonald's is behind what? 9 11 that's right what? that's right <laughs> to it bury that's right. the <laughs> monopoly scandal Oh, it's, Y'all, it's the, the information that you came to this stream yeah. and you came to this podcast <laughs> to hear, it's it's Monopoly numbers and um, yeah, it makes me wow. want a Big Mac real bad. Oh. Uh, oh. Or some nuggies. Mm. Edward, you have walked out of Watley's house. You went into an outhouse and while you were in there, there's like this little quintessential moon that's carved into the plywood or the little, you know, not plywood, but the little lumber there that you can peer out of. And you wait a few minutes and you watch as Max and Cindy leave the house on the back of, or I shouldn't say on the back on Max's motorcycle. Let me know what you do. Am I still currently in my hybrid form? Yes, you are. Uh, I will finish the task at hand. Um, I will wash my claws, of course. And then I will... um, There's nothing else. Oh, yes. Yes, there is. I want to see if I can locate Watley's brother. Okay. Um, So... When you say that you finish up the business, you finish your business, right? In the outhouse. You make one poop. I'm afraid to say yes. (laughs) I'm just asking. I just want to know. I believe that's how this show works. If you miss an episode, you have to poop. So I finish my business. Okay, so um, as you walk out of the outhouse, you've done all of your business. You do notice that your body feels weaker than it had when you went into the outhouse. So as you look over yourself, you see that you are just yourself, you know, your flesh and blood. Although you do have this kind of like wood grain to your forearms and things of that nature. Got it. Uh, do do I feel like I can still harness Clara's power, or is that just kind of unknown right now? Um, if you get into a situation where you want to use power, then you can roll power and see and if see you can how, use okay, it. Okay, the results. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but like you said, I still can feel Abuela with me. Yes. Okay. Um, so I will go to was it the barn or was there like mm-hmm. 
a train or wagon inside the house? So there is a barn and inside of the barn, there is um, an old train car. Now inside of the house, you do remember that Watley had um, a cuckoo clock and a train would pop out of it. Got it. I will approach the barn and look uh, inside. Okay. Roll power to open the locks. That is a 31 out of 65, uh, which is a hard success. Okay. You are able to raise your hand and the locks that are protecting both St. Paxton from the monstrous brother and, you know, vice versa, uh, kind of clatter to the ground. Max, the door behind you shuts and you hear all of the clanking as these metal protectors kind of go over all of the windows and you see that the library begins to encase itself in some kind of a protective element. Gotcha. Okay. So I will turn around and and look at the library or whatever we're going to end up calling it. Uh, Encase itself. Um, just watch it, just turn around and just kind of watch it happen. Kind of give it a couple pats with my hand. Feel that it's firm or if it's, it does anything to me. Um, it does feel like really firm. It's like a, it's like a physical barrier, not a magic barrier. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Well, guess I could, uh, hmm. I wonder if I can, and mm, well, I guess I'm hoofing it, or well, not really. Uh, I'll hook my bag around me, and well, the last place I saw him was uh, Watley, so uh, away we go, and I will do my sink into the earth teleport and zip my way on up to uh, Watley's. Okay. Um, it takes you a little while to, you know, get up there. Of course, it's not instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Um, and your eyes pop out of the driveway, and you watch as Edward uses his power to walk into the barn. Shit. <laughs> Edward. Um, in the corner, you see what looks like a puddle with little appendages coming out of it. So it's a very goopy, soupy little mess. Um, but you do see like some fingers, a couple of legs poking out. If you want to get closer, um, you can do a full inspection of this uh, puddle in the corner. Is this coming out of the train car or is this just in the corner of the bar it looks like it's kind of beneath the train car and also in the corner so it's like pretty well hidden and are there any like is there's obviously like a train car door but do i see any similar locks or anything like that whether physical or magical uh yeah there were lots of locks on the train car door okay but those are open I want to see if the pile that you described, is it human body parts or if they're animal parts? Okay. As you get closer, you see that there are a mix of human and uh, kind of inhuman body parts, not necessarily animal. Hmm. Interesting. Are you there? Nothing responds. Do I recall if Watley ever used his brother's name around me? You do not. Okay. I will walk up a little bit closer and I want to look at the locks and uh, whatever is magically binding this train car. Okay. Um, you can roll power to try to assess what this is. 
Okay, so that is, well, a 94 over 65. So I'm not gonna spend yeah. uh, anything to reduce that. Um, you can see that on the locks, there are a lot of weird symbols that you don't quite know where they come from or what they mean, but that look familiar to you. Like you've seen something like this probably at the library in dealing with other, you know, situations like this in the past. Um, but you're not exactly sure if this is meaningful or not. As you get kind of um, close to this puddle, you can actually see that whatever this is has leaked through the floorboard of the train. And that's why it's underneath the train car itself. Hey, I'm a friend of your brother's, Watley. I'm here to bring you out. I need your help finding your brother. Max, we'll listen. Not wonderful. Uh, 80 over 70, that is uh, unsuccessful. Okay. You hear Edward talking in there, uh, but he seems to be whispering and um, not in distress for sure. Okay. Edward, you feel this uh, puddle begin to get warmer and it starts bubbling and boiling very quickly. The puddle that's on the ground. That's right. Are you doing this? Is that a sign that you can hear me? Roll dodge. Okay, so I have to... <laughs> I have to ask a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have three zeros. Is that a hundred or is that zero? There is no zero. One. Edward, as you're asking this creature, if it's, uh, you know, affirming that you can hear it, you have this overcoming wash of memory from Aaron as he begins to like think, what does this mean? What does this do? And he starts replaying the memory of the typewriter and the click, 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 clacking and the paper that they've set in there that says, Edward, you can come off of the island. We can be together. It's just that it's going to cause some amount of instability and some creatures could potentially get back to the island. But here are the coordinates. If you can find a safe way to get to me, this is how you do it. And then you see Max's hand rip that paper out before it's like completely done. Got it. Okay. As that memory washes over you, you feel this like big bubble, like burst against your face. And this putrid smell just infects you. And it makes you want to just, like, dry heave everything that's in you just out. Um, but as you begin to open your mouth, you you start sucking in this puddle. Because it wants to be a part of you. And you feel as the monstrous brother enters your throat and begins to wrestle with all of the other types of magic and everything that's sort of stored in your body. I guess it's hard to say, but do I feel like this is like malevolent? Like it's trying to like take over, like, is it trying to combat me and take over me as who's in control of my body? I guess I don't know that. Right. You could say that it feels malevolent. Okay, yeah, I guess it's fair. Sure. It's forcing itself down my throat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> fine. Um, I'm going to use Constitution. I want to try to either expel uh, this intrusion or to try to absorb it. Oh, okay. And that is an eight. My Constitution is a 95. 
which is an extreme success. Okay. Tell me what you do with this uh, invasion. So at first, uh, I'm taking it back. Uh, I think the memory that I experienced through Aaron um, caught me off guard. And I was like, wait, we have the coordinates. All I need is that paper that Max has. And I'm a little kind of like annoyed because I feel like Max took the paper to maybe keep it from me. That might be my own personal um, opinion of the situation. And I get attacked by this foreign entity, this puddle that is forcing itself into my body. So I start to resist and I'm trying to cough it up. And as I am unable to get this thing out of my body, I decide to just then take it in. I am now just gulping it and trying to clear my airways and I am just forcing it into my body and I want to make it a part of me. Okay. But on my terms. As the malevolent creature feels this turning of the tables, your throat begins to just sear with pain as you feel this thing trying to crawl out of you because it doesn't want to be a part of you that you're controlling and you can feel it like pulling on your lower jaw as it tries to like pull itself back out and you give one really big gulp at the end and you push it into you and it fills your stomach and then you feel it as it tries to like escape through other organs in your body and it begins to like punch its way out of your esophagus and out of your you know intestines in your stomach and it latches onto your lungs and all you can feel is that you can't breathe here you there you're so out of control and that you're not supposed to be breathing air and then this thing becomes unconscious inside of you but you feel your lungs kind of like half filled with fluid and as you take a step back and you're rocking back you can hear this like slosh inside of you max you failed your listen roll earlier Mm -hmm. but you can definitely hear as (laughs) edward is like choking and coughing um and it sounds like, you know, something really gross is either coming up or going down. Ah, oh, jeez, ah, oh, jeez. I, I, God. Okay, okay. Center myself. Okay, I'm going in. And I go into the barn. Okay. And I, I see Edward. He's, he's standing there. Yeah. Um. Are you going into the barn, like, just from the neck up or fully in the barn? as a whole person since he since edward sounds like he's in trouble like there's some side of struggle going on and i i know where he is so i assume it's bad since i failed my listen i don't know what's going on i just hear a struggle and it sounds bad for him okay so i want to i want to just pop out the ground and just like run in there okay edward you hear as max pops out of the ground and you hear his footfalls rushing toward the barn um a few moments later Max, you see Edward and rule sanity. Fuck. That's my bad stat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, buddy. No good. Uh, My sanity's at a 39. I rolled a 96. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, all of the, all of the power in St. Paxton is not enough to save you right now as the creature towering in front of you seems to be this disgusting, like, stew of squid and bird and reptile And then there's also these jagged pieces of wood that are just jutting out of his throat. And it seems like um, he's got this like big spine that's coming out of his back as well. Um, Everything about him looks like it 
doesn't belong together. Like these are all things that should not exist as one. And then he begins to sprout out those really huge wings like um, like Clara had had. And you watch as his nose just like explodes and hundreds and hundreds of just teeny tiny little snake-like tendrils start coming out of his face and they begin darting toward you. Edward, you feel as your body starts taking on all sorts of like different formations and you feel like your right eye is just pounding and all you see is just red, red, blood red as it rushes over your field of vision. And then you feel as the, what feels like the entire front of your face just completely explodes. And without your complete understanding or knowledge of what's happening this creature inside of you is trying to rush you to a place where you can survive and you throw out all of these really gross looking like snake type things toward max um it's probably close to like 150 200 of these tiny little snakes um and they start slithering toward him and then your huge wings come out of your back and you feel as your shoulders are just torn apart and you feel the bones and the shards just like crashing. And as you lift a hand up, you see that like the reason why your face hurts so much is because you have this really large, like almost like a starfish arm, but made completely out of wood jutting out of your face. Cindy. All right, y'all. Um, We don't have much time. I can tell from just, uh, you know, the, the energy in the room. It, oh, yeah, I I don't like being enclosed in places. This like, what kind of library has metal doors? A um, magic one. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. what. I, I thought you were just like messing with me, Aaron. Like it's not. Oh no! Really oh, magic, no. is it? No, like it, uh, no. You did, don't remember the orb but, in the sky? It absorbed into this and like made the whole thing. And there, there were people in it. There's, uh, there's cool. this really cool guy, you'll like him, uh, Navar, and he's, I don't know exactly how it works, but, like, he just pops up. I bet you if we call for him, he'll uh, pop up in here. Aaron, have you been getting into my stash? Just, like, I mean, it's it's okay, I don't judge. Hello, my name is do. Navar. Oh. How can I help? Can oh, I be of assistance oh to my, you? Wow, you, you do just kind of come out of nowhere there. Oh, no, I came out of the, the little closet here. I was rearranging. For the trip. Uh, what trip? You, you're going on a trip? Hi, I'm Cindy, by the way. <laughs> Cindy, of course. Yes, um, can't you feel the energy of the island? Something is happening. Uh. I reach down and touch the floor, as if maybe I can feel this. Roll power. Ooh. 89 out of 65. Floor seems cool to the touch. Was it energetic, Aaron? It's kind of cold. Does that mean something? Is that that what energy feels like? I'm going to bend down and touch the floor, too. Okay, roll power. (laughs) That's a 70 out of 30, so... It's appropriate that neither of you are inclined to uh, (laughs) the weird or the magical or anything. Um, Yeah, floor does feel cold. Oh my god, you're right. Strangely cold. It's it's like super cold. Is energy cold? Is that is that what's happening? Is no. In fact, just depending on the type of energy, um, most of the time it's warm. You, oh, neither of you can feel that. So then, and that's a no. Then, <laughs> no, no. Is this like a like a like a psychic thing? Like, oh, feel the vibes. It's you know, it's, no. It's, 
I'm I'm not catching any vibes. Oh, oh Aaron, it's, it's like that when you feel watched and like the the, the oh. prickles on the back of your neck, right? Yeah, I get that when I uh, you know go places. <laughs> but I mean, anyway, yeah, yeah, I get that feeling. A woman in a white lab coat runs in and says, "Okay, um, so we're leaving then, right? This means that we're leaving." I thought the door's closed, though. No, no, no. The door's closed to the outside. And typically, we're not all trapped inside. Um, The woman looks at Tess, looks at you. We're taking them? I I suppose you're of some use, right? What do you do? Oh, uh, I sell antiques. And uh, this is my sister, Cindy. She uh, acquires them. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I'm real, real handy in the, in that real fast talk area. W- which of us, <laughs> uh, Cindy? Okay. Because you're lying-ish. I am handy. <laughs> um, oh, good. That's an 18 out of 50. So that's a hard success. Okay. Okay. Um. So, I guess technically where we're going. Um. Yeah. I. I guess. I mean, we are going to be looking for strange and wondrous things. Um, Oh, I'm, like, really good at that. But, I mean, I technically, like, unlocked the library, so it's it's fine. I'm sure Max would approve. Damn, you unlocked something? You. You are the one that... Tess, you're absolutely correct. They have to come. Wait, now where where are we going? Because, like... Do I you need to pack? vibration. Do, I have a sister. I don't really want to, like, just... <laughs> what does she her. do, exactly? Uh, she's good with numbers. She's an yeah, accountant. Yeah, she takes care of the books. She's so. the responsible one. She's an yeah. accountant? Yes. Yeah. You want us to wait for an accountant? <laughs> well, well, trust me, she, you're going to wish you had one. She's really helpful. Like... She's she's like my you know she's my twin so we're we're like opposites though so you know every, every in every way that I'm like irresponsible she's equally responsible so she could probably organize all those books in a day oh like, my god she's she pretty knows awesome. yeah she knows the Dewey Decimal System she one night she just like stayed up all night explaining it to me and I was like Sophie you have to stop you just you I love you but I don't care right now I want to sleep. You get it? Roll constitution. Erin, <laughs> you can roll constitution as well. Okay. 56 out of 50. So I'm going to spend six luck. 40 out of 70. I'll spend five luck to make that a hard success. Okay. You all feel this huge pressure as you have lifted off of the ground and you hear some sneakers just like running around the corner uh guys i didn't realize that we were like leaving leaving um everybody's still outside still so we have to wait for edward and max you know um i i'm feeling really odd about what's happening here and i'm i'm wishing that i had gone with max um do you think that you could open something and let me out is this room an elevator? Um, like a, I mean, there's many floors. Hi, I'm Nighthawk. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Cindy. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, you're pretty tall. Oh, oh thank you. <laughs> pretty tall. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I guess we're going, going then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But um, I'm gonna get it in a chair then, and you watch as this young kid just like walks and sits in a chair, and waits. I'm sorry, I'd like some answers. What What the fuck is happening? We're leaving St. Paxton. We're, we're going somewhere else. I mean, something terrible. We can all feel it, those of us that have been through it before. This place is... It's not going to last. We don't know what's going to happen. So Max understands. You know, we, we gave each other the nod. We know. 
we're going to take the greatest asset of this island and we're going to remove it. He's going to save the people and we're going to save the information. Understand? Okay. Well, kind kind of a little bit. Well, Max is really good at library. saving people. Yes, library I get. Is it going to like reset? Is this one of those like reset things? No, there's no more resets. Oh. Because that's probably good cuz it was really disconcerting. Yes, they've killed each other and they've died, so no, th- th- there's no more coming back. Um w- we can't Stop to get your sister. I'm very sorry. Um, we, we do have to get out of here. Okay, but, but like Max is going to save her, right? He's going to try his best. That's all he can do. Max. As you watch as Edward has transformed into this horrific um, wooden sea creature slash dragon (laughs) um you begin to feel this like sense of terror that you've never quite felt before and the feelings that you have for edward are completely just stripped away from you because you know that he was in here. All of your senses tell you that this should be your friend Edward, but it is not. And so like this home base has just been stripped away from you and you feel this horrific loss of purpose of time. And while you are in this sense of insanity, You'll have no regard for Edward's physical, spiritual, or emotional well-being. You cannot see past the monster. You cannot know that your friend is possibly in there. Also, there's like 150 snakes coming toward you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, this was this. Okay, gotta do the plan. Gotta do the plan. Gotta do the plan. And Max just claps his hands together and then sinks back into the ground and kind of, kind of just does like a loop and then kind of pops outside the barn so he can see it. And he, and since the door is open, he can still see the monster inside, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll see these snakes as they kind of just wash through you, and you'll see that they are kind of moving underneath this monstrous creature and pushing him toward the ocean. The ocean, okay. Edward, you feel this movement underneath you as this appendage of yours is trying to get you to a place where you can breathe and survive now that you've taken on the qualities of um whatever that puddle was actually now that it's a part of you it is absolutely the monstrous brother of Watley. so just so we're clear and i can recognize that <clears throat> these monstrous qualities are like um i i don't know like not i don't think amphibian is the right word i'm looking for but it, the water the, that's a necessity for me now i need to breathe water or something along those yeah. lines Something along the lines of, like, you need to be in an aquatic environment. Got it. Do do I feel like I am in control of any part of me? Or has am I more of, like, a observer currently? Um, You certainly feel in control, but in the same way that, like, your body is in control when you are swimming too deep and you need to get up to the surface as fast as possible. Got it. Got it. Okay. I I will go with my body's impulses and I will seek that um, kind of aquatic environment. Okay. Max, let me know what you do as um, this creature passes you by. I want to, it's probably going to take a power roll, but I want to, uh, 
bring up uh, like a dome shape around it made of made of earth and stone. Okay, roll power. Okay. And Edward, you can roll dodge. Um, actually, no, that would be opposed by a power roll as well. So. Okay. See, I rolled a 53, so I'm going to spend three luck and make that a success. Okay. I rolled a 24 out of 65. That is a hard success. Okay. Max, you are able to encase Edward in this dome of, you know, kind of clay and sand. And as you begin to feel it like cementing around him, let me know what that looks like as you successfully uh, put this dome over him. So as as um, Monster Edward kind of makes his way to the ocean, like the first part of this dome kind of like, it's like a... It's not quite a wave. It's like a reverse wave. You know how like a wave kind of has that arc? It does Mm -hmm. one of those and then just kind of tries to like come straight over him and land on the other side and then do a sort of um, encircling on the uh, on the on the left and right side of him. So it's like it comes up around the front, lands around the back, not like squishing him or whatever. It's just encasing him and then just whom like a like a circle around him. Okay. Sphere even. Edward, a large and thick dome of earth is now surrounding you. Tell me how you get out of this. So I'm currently just moving by impulse and I am seeking the desire uh, of that aquatic environment. And as I am encased inside this earthen dome, um, the tentacles, the the snake creatures that are coming out of directly of my body that is leading me towards the water start to kind of like cascade and scatter inside the dome. And all I could think of is this is preventing me from reaching my destination. My body is probably still going through quite a metamorphosis right now. And I will just continue to grow and get bigger until I encompass the entire inside of this dome and continue to just expand. And the body, my body will just grow to a point where it just bursts this earthen dome off of it. Okay. Max, you watch as what was a successful earthen dome is completely obliterated by Edward. I'm sorry. The monster. Ah, everybody, no shit's fucked. I will continue to run to keep up with him, and this time I want to um, rip a, a giant crag under him, like a giant canyon under him, a big hole for him okay. to fall into. Um, you have done that before, right? Oh, I can't remember. I don't know if I've done it to this scale because I want it. I want it Huge. big. <laughs> okay. Uh, roll power. There you are. There you are. Two extreme success. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I just spend the one and make it like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can make ultra. it critical. Yeah. Ultra, ultra extreme. Uh, all right. So, Edward, as you have, you know, kind of come out of this uh, this dome enclosure and are now probably four times larger than you were when you first entered, um, you take a few steps and then all of a sudden you're completely off balance as you fall into this huge canyon. Um, Everything that was in the path. So, you know, all of the fields, that sweet little motel where you all were hot tubbing, all of that is completely pushed to the sides. And there is just a huge gaping hole, um, probably a good quarter mile um, in width as it draws you down. And until Max tells me differently, you will continue to just fall into it. Okay. 
well at this point as my consciousness recognizes the shift in my direction as I fall instead of going forward, um, I will um, utilize my current state to sprout numerous sets of wings out of my body to suspend my form and fly out of this crevice, this ravine that he's created. Roll a power with a hard success. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, you're against an extreme success. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, that's an 88. My power is a 65. Um, so I think, I, I think although I'm able to sprout these wings, um, out of my body, I think my mass is too large right now to be able mm-hmm. to, uh, essentially kind of like contain, like be able to fly up. So I think I will continue to descend into, uh, this hole that, uh, Max has created. Okay. Um, as you do this, you hear in your mind, like, you have to be calm. You have, you have to stay in the now, okay? We need to find water. And you feel as Abuela makes this really big, like, wooden dome over your head. We just need to fill this up with water, okay? Um, let's dig and find water here. I will, Abuela, to shoot out tendrils... Uh, roots in search through the earth to try to locate some form of water source and then ask her to pull that water through her roots to fill uh, this uh, wooden cavity she's created over my head. Okay. Um, You are, Max, do you have him meet an end there where he stops or do you want him to just kind of continually fall? Uh, if he continually falls, I, I, I'll have split the island in twain. So yeah. there will be a bottom. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so you will determine how actually how big this um this canyon is. Um, so you hear as Edward like crashes to the bottom of this, mm-hmm. and you also hear that twisting of wood and his wooden magic as he tries to like you're thinking maybe climb out or so yeah um but he is splayed either on his uh stomach or on his back and he has lots of wooden tendrils that are going into uh into the island uh if you want you want some of the island good luck i want to close the ravine on him okay Edward, you are enclosed in into the island. Um, so you have maybe a quarter mile or a half mile of St. Island or St. Island, St. Paxton Island um, encasing you. And you feel these small droplets of water as Abuela begins to give you this aquatic environment that you need just on your head. I reach out to Abuela um, and I say, we need to find a body of water. Do we have a way of maybe digging through the earth? And do you know, do you sense the water source You feel as Abuela is like extending herself beyond what she's done before. And you feel as this very, very ancient tree extend it, as, extends itself to the breaking point. And you just feel this drip, drip of water, but no response. Am I aware that 
what's happening to me is due to Max. Is there enough of me left to know, like, why did this earth open up or why was I covered in an earthen dome? Yeah, absolutely. So not only would you know that this is Max doing this, but you can understand absolutely why he's doing this. Because as you're watching, as this blood seeps through your eye and he, you know, just looks back in absolute terror, you know that he isn't seeing you. How does that make me feel? However you want it to make you feel. If if I can request like a percentage of who Edward was in comparison to who he is now with this new eldritch entity that has taken over, it, 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 am I more Watley's brother or am I more Edward? You feel absolutely split. Um, and I wouldn't say that like it's even the percentage of you. It's like it's still a hundred percent Edward, but you have like this big growth on you. And that growth is what I assume is mm-hmm. controlling the- that other percent of me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what I'll do is I will will Abuela to retract um, her reaching out and I will – well, number one, I, I feel anger towards Max um, because I know he's preventing me from saving me and, and I feel that saving me is to reach this water source, what my body currently needs. Um, so there's kind of like a annoyance or resentment there. And, uh, I will, um, will my body to start drilling through the ground, uh, at an angle upwards to the surface. Okay. Roll navigate. A skill I've never looked at before. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, that's a 54 out of a 35, which would mean I need to spend 19 points to succeed. I'm currently at 69, so I'll spend 19 points and I'll go down to 50 luck and I will navigate myself to the surface. Okay, Um, you do know which way is up and which way you need to go, but you don't have the power to move through the earth at the same speed that Max has. And you just feel these little droplets and you've probably got about like nose down now in droplets of uh, water. So you don't necessarily feel that like I'm going to die sensation anymore. Um, You feel like you've got enough to sustain you and you don't know how fast you're moving you're just exerting the energy to move forward and you know that you are moving max you can feel and see this monster well below saint paxton island surface as it inches not even inches is moving millimeter by millimeter over like a couple of minutes. It's extraordinarily slow. But this life will eventually emerge unless you are there to continually encase it. So what what I'll do is I'm going to set my bag down, take a look at the island. <sighs> What a wild fucking week. And then kind of kick, yeah, kicks, I kick my shoes off. <sighs> okay. And I kind of give myself a bit of a, a, a slight run and I jump and I just dive into the earth. And just kind of meld with it as I dive into it. And so when I'm in there, do I sense like the roots that are coming out of him? 
Yeah, I mean, they would be obstacles to you. So, you know, just kind of moving around them. But yeah. um, you can tell that the closer you get, um, the more that the life has kind of like bled out of them. They're not pliable towards the end. Mm -hmm. They are quite brittle and dry. So you can understand that whatever that magic that Clara had and then Edward had, um, it has been completely destroyed by this monster. Hmm. So I will press earth through it to cut them off. Okay. And with that, I'm going to bring the earth more closer and closer around the monster and just make it just push more rocks and dirt and try to cement it and turn it into stone kind of around it. Okay. So that way it can't continue to move. Or if it's close to the, if it's close to one end of the island, I want to spin him and point him in the other direction and then start as using that time that that would give me, turn it, everything around to like stone or cement or something like that. Something a lot more harder to push through than dirt. Okay. Or whatever rocks are down there, you know, sediment, I don't. I, I. I. unfortunately don't know the topography of St. Paxton Island. I. Max knows. Ben doesn't. That's fair. <laughs> just, that's very fair. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's a lot. So it's probably like multiple roles. But. Uh yeah. So, let me hop over to Cindy and Aaron. You feel as you have lifted off of this island, and suddenly you hear this like kind of airlock and these windows like little portholes open up so you can see outside and you watch as Max opens up the island and sucks into it this horrific monster And then you're gone. You are surrounded by billions and billions of stars floating around in what will eventually become Mason One. Max, Edward, for the next few decades, you continually push each other around the island, but completely unknown to the islanders. Edward will get close, but never quite into the deepest parts of the Hudson Bay. And as long as Max is there, he will keep Watley's monstrous brother, and, unbeknownst to him, Edward, entombed in St. Paxton Island. And that's where we're going to call it for this season of Welcome to St. Paxton. And for Welcome to St. Paxton. So, thank you for being with us. Wow. Thanks for coming. Goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> Population oh. four, about mi minus four off. Well, how many characters we lost? <laughs> wow. Wow. I will break out one day. One day? Just you wait. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, gosh. And, like, how much of Edward would be left after however long fighting? Yeah. Oh, wow. God. Wow. Well, we are oh. leaving St. Paxton Island, and uh, we are going back to our original name of Cthulhu and Friends soon, so that is yeah. very exciting, and we're going to be, excuse me, we're going to continue to play Pulp Cthulhu. Um, we are just going to be uh, playing in a different realm, a different, uh, a different arc altogether, so I'm excited to uh, share that with everyone here, so yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! Wow. We we fucking done it. <laughs> so, what exactly was Edward though? Like the elder goo? <laughs> well, well, Michael, Michael, shit. you're gonna have to subscribe on Patreon and go to Take a Knee to figure <laughs> oh. that one out. <laughs> oh. That sounds like a good idea. Yes. <laughs> I have a uh, lot to say. Oh I was about to say. Oh, 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 oh God. All wow. right. If you want to know more about the podcast, you can follow us at St. Paxton Podcast or at CAF Podcast. That one will come back up. <laughs> wow. You can follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Ben Stonick. You can find me underground or at I Think I'm Fred. <laughs> You can find me at One Gaming Lane. And I'm at Starlit Firefly. And I'm at Typical Veronica. And we'll see you next time uh, when we embark on a brand new adventure. It's going to wow. be fucking dope, y'all. Oh, and I will <laughs> say we're not recording next week. Um, I think like okay. 60% of this cast is not available. Uh, but we'll be back in November because we're also not available on Halloween. Because yes. we're the spooky people. Yes, we're the spooky show, but guess <laughs> what? Is, we love being day. spooky, so we're yeah. going to take the spooky day for us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, bye. 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 This episode was edited by Steph Kingston. You can find her on Twitter at Steph O. Kingston. This episode was produced by me, Veronica. The intro for the show was composed by Rob Anderson. You can find him on Twitter at PotentiallyRob. Voiceover in the intro was provided by Hiroshi Sutherland. You can find him on Twitter at MaybeHiroshi. Okay, um, when you look in the toilet, there is a little baby Clara in there who says, <gasps> help me. I'm just going. Oh my God, I was just like, <laughs> I will save you, Clara. <laughs> I love that Clara's story almost became that she was a toilet baby. No, just let her, let her go. That's... <laughs> Don't worry, I'll raise you to make you the best mayor this island has ever known you'll get a leadership class <laughs> just one one only. just one <laughs> all i could uh, afford <laughs>I do have a question about the last episode um since fred wasn't here did edward see um through aaron's eyes what was written from the typewriter Great question. Okay. Um, I don't remember what that was. I think that then the episode ends saying something along the lines of like, uh, uh, "Me, Aaron, me and Aaron could feel." Yeah, that he saw it or something like I, that. Yeah, because of the pack so. mentality or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's just let's use that. Okay. So.